All right, everybody, welcome back again to Red Zone Rambling. I'm Kyle Osser. Kid Coco. Kid Coco here alongside mm-hmm. me today, and we are talking about the divisional round a lot today because that's what went on this weekend. And that was get, this weekend? Yeah, that was this weekend, you know? No, I'm not prepared. <laughs> uh, and then, so we're going to get the AFC and NFC Championship are obviously this coming up weekend. So we'll maybe get into a little bit of that preview. There's been a couple coaching changes, some things going on with some coaches, so... You know, we'll, we'll bounce around a little bit, I'm sure, because it's what we do on the show. So where do you want to start? Which which game? Do you want to start with the Eagles, or do you want to start with the Jags? Uh, start with the Eagles, then. Which, you wanted to count out the Eagles. I did. You wanted to be so so eager to dismiss the Eagles by Napoleon Dynamite. I did. I did 100%. I thought there was no way that Nick Foles was going to be able to lead them. Nick Foles played a, an amazing game. No, really. He didn't have to. That's the, That was my point. He didn't have to play an amazing no, game. He did, he did all right. It was the defense. No, Nick Foles did play an amazing game. He he made he made decisions where they needed to, where it needed to be made, and I think he managed the game exactly how he should have. I'm saying, yeah, he managed it. They, they scored 15 points. Like, that, he didn't have an amazing game. You know what I mean? It's I, like it was the, the run game was, was doing what it was supposed to do. It was, like, keeping the defense off balance. And he had to make a few throws, and he made those like few throws. You know I think I mean? he had a very good percentage too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he was twenty-three off. for thirty. Yeah, after he started like oh four, but look at those those passes weren't like down the field; they weren't amazing passes. You know what I mean? Everything was. That's why he scored fifteen points. Like, like I, I knew the Eagles were going to grind out a win because the the defense is amazing, and I didn't think Matt Ryan could win a game, and he couldn't win him the game, especially on that last drive. Well, but the the Philly the Philly won that game because their offensive line and defensive line are elite like their next level their offensive line crushed all the Falcons pass rush and the defensive line like just harassed Matt Ryan all day they couldn't get anything going and stuffed the run Devontae Freeman had seven yards yeah rushing well let's not let's not act like the the Falcons had uh, didn't have a chance to win that game. They had. They did. In I'm my opinion, Matt Ryan couldn't do it. No, I'm saying there's two instances that should have won them that game, or at least one, at least one, and then the other could have been a huge momentum shift when Keanu Neal it bounced off of his knee, a clear yeah. interception. But they only scored a touchdown off of they. They wouldn't have scored if it wasn't for that muffed punt. You know what I mean? They that was on like the 50 offense. though. I know they didn't. Have, no, they that didn't interception have. was on like the 50 yard line. Yeah, I'm talking about they didn't even score before that if it wasn't for that muffed punt. You know what I mean? That doesn't happen every game. They went, that was their touchdown came off a muff punt. They had the ball like the thirty, right? So. And Julio Jones should have caught that ball at the in the mm-hmm. end. Julio so. Jones didn't do anything. He ended up with nine for 100, 101, but four of his catches and forty six yards came on the very last drive. Yeah, so they held him too. I mean, and the ball, the the final ball went right through his hands. But he wouldn't have been in bounds anyway. Both his feet were out of bounds. I think if he would have caught it, he would have. I think if he would cut, he would have no. he would have stayed in bounds. I think he <laughs> no would. Way. I think it would have happened at the same time. Well, I think he would have repositioned himself. I think it's. I think he was on the way down though. I think that when he when he saw the ball was through his hands, he doesn't care about trying to keep his feet in bounds. No way, because he was on the way down when the ball went through his hands. I, I think so. But especially both feet were out. Right when the left one was way out. I don't think he catches that. I think way. I think he does for sure if he gets his hands on it. But uh, either way, that was a horrible, horrible attempt. And so the Vikings are going to end up or the. The Eagles are going to end up playing the Vikings, which is a matchup that I don't think the NFL wants. I think, uh, I think it's going to be an amazing game. I think it's going to be a great game too. All, but all four teams right now have top five scoring defenses. Yeah, and it's like like the it's like Philly's defense is fun to watch. Right, they had they had three sacks. They only allowed ten points. That by the way, the touchdown line was like 
like a playground play. You know what I mean? Like Matt Ryan like kind of scrambled around and just like he like tossed it. It was like a weird remember that touchdown. It was just like a, a weird touchdown. It doesn't so yeah. It's, like their defense was really solid. It was a muff punt and like a playground play. The defense was dominant, and like the defenses this year have been fun to watch. I think that's going to be like an amazing game. I'm just saying, I don't think the NFL wants that. I don't think there's, I don't think there's any way they want Nick Foles in the AFC Championship game. Or, I mean, Case Keenum, you can give. I think they don't mind Case Keenum being in there, but as far as like the business goes and who they would rather have, they want the Saints. It's they want the Saints playing whoever, and and they want the Saints and Patriots in a Super Bowl. Like that, yeah. if the NFL has to choose, that's what they that's what they want. Not really, because it's still Philly. Philly's one of the most ravenous fan bases in in the entire world of sports. You know what I mean? I don't think they care. I, I mean, th- the, like the draft, <laughs> like the draft was in Philadelphia. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they love Philly. Philly mm-hmm. fans are crazy. Yeah, I think that I think that that's I don't think that's right. I think that they would much rather have, you know, a blockbuster Super Bowl. But I, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the Super Bowls. I'm sick and tired of the Patriots going. And I'm tired of teams going that. And it, also, they would have rather had the Falcons. Uh, than the Eagles, but they would have rather had the. I'm telling you, the NFL would have rather had the Falcons as far as like business goes, and as far as just thinking what's best for the the league. Like good good games are what they care about. Like no one no one cared about the Vikings led by Case Keenum, and that was like the best game of the best game of the week. Do you think Do you think the Jags? Eagles is yes, going to be a marketable. The, yes, they love game. the Jags now because the Jags have so much swag. It doesn't. It's not. It's not about like this. This year has not been about quarterbacks. It really has not. Like they say, this is like a quarter, like a like quarterback leagues, but it has not been quarterbacks that's been driving this. Bro, the Jags are still getting no love. They're yes, still they getting what, zero what love. Last time you watched sports, they're always talking about the Jags because the Jags are always talking. They're make the Jags are making people talk about. Yeah, them. they're making people talk about them. But as far as okay, we were counted out for we we a few people picked Buffalo to beat us. A lot of people didn't pick us to get into. You the, remember, you guys won three games last year, and your offense is not good. Right, it's, an, it's your offense is not. Your offense is consistently inconsistent. You know what I mean? Like the Falcons offense is inconsistent, but they have games where like they are like just flat out amazing. Like they just like they couldn't they all like I said, the games they scored over twenty points this this year, they're undefeated. They scored scored under twenty, they lost. Like the the Jags just you just never know what you're gonna get offense. So it's easy the Jags are the easiest team to count out every single week. Because That's my point. Like, when are we? When are, when are the Jags gonna get credit for like that? that when the offense like even does this even this week. No, obviously, no one's picking the Jags. Like, yes, they are. I, I just watched Sporting yesterday, and people are picking the Jags because one, it's like you said, it's a bad matchup for the Patriots, and people saw what they did against the Steelers. And it's like the way if you look at the way teams have beaten the Patriots, you look at the Giants. The two years they beat the Giant, uh, the Patriots. It was first of all, it's Tom Coughlin's there. He knows how to beat the Patriots. Yeah. and it's it's been a dominant defensive line. In solid, in solid secondary, they have an amazing secondary and an amazing D line. It's this is the, how you beat Brady is you sack him. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. But I everyone's talking about and sports. That's all I was talking about. There are plenty of people picking the Jags in this game. There were people picking the Jags last game too. Whoa! whoa, whoa. First of all, the only analyst to pick the Jags last week was Nate Burleson on that broadcast. On no, that no, 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 no. Even on the even on the other one. First of all, that was no. What, I watched NFL, what is it? Is it NFL CBS? Day and two of them picked it. Is it CBS? Who it Nate Burleson is on? CBS, I don't know. Okay, well, Nate Burleson was the only one on that one. And then I was watching ESPN before that, and ESPN, no one picked the Jags. It was all pay, or all Steelers. The Jags had, I guarantee if you look at a total number, they had probably like three picks. Yeah, um, but I'm saying you guys won three games this year, and your offense is still inconsistent. I don't know why you're shocked that they would pick the Steelers. Just because the Jags are good, the Steelers 
a talent. We already I, beat I, them. Like it doesn't mean anything to them that we beat them already. It doesn't mean anything to them that we no, shut down it, Big Ben. No, we shut down. Playoffs Le'Veon are different. Bell. Obviously, everyone knows playoffs are different. I don't know. It's just you have like a chip on your show about Jaguars when people are giving Jaguars. Love. I don't think any. I still don't think that uh, we're getting love. I really don't. It's not. You're getting the love that is warranted. You know what I mean? Jaguars. The Jaguars are still. It's still a Jaguars offense, and the defense is amazing. But they still just gave up 42 points. You know what I mean? It's not like you can't score against them. They just gave up 42 points. Yeah. Also, I think that was like situational. I think they wouldn't have been playing like that had they not had a lead. I think mm, that's what it's, like it's, Jackson said. But it's 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 still to the top obviously the top running back in the, in the league yeah you know I mean? and I, I mean I don't like that I don't like that mentality at all but you do see like the Jags will give up some key plays the Jags give up like 50 to, or 44 to the 49ers yeah but they, they will give up some key plays uh, until they get like into their own territory or like with their backs against the wall and then they'll tighten down big time yeah, like, you can't do that against the Patriots you can't you can't but but that's what they do and they're good at it um, so back to the back to the NFC, the Vikings, that game. So Marcus Williams is on suicide watch, right? No. Man, he. I feel horrible for that guy. Absolutely horrible for him. Because, I mean, he was trying to make a play. I think he was trying to keep Stephon Diggs inbounds. No, it was, because, it was he was trying to not get a PI. Because you remember that first, like the first possession, like Ken Crawley had two PIs on him that were both yeah. BS. They were yeah. both terrible calls. And the rest of the game, like you saw the, the safeties and cornerbacks like pull up a little bit on every single like on every single uh, catch. And you, he definitely tried to not like hit him before he caught it. You know what I mean? He kind of like ducked his head when he saw him jump up. Which I mean, in that you got to be he have more situa- situational awareness at that point to know like I mean, there's he only is a rookie. left. Yeah, and then he had an amazing interception in the right. first half, or the second half that spurred the whole Saints comeback. So I mean, and he came out and talked about it afterwards, and he was like, I mean, for a kid that's 21 years old and like the worst maybe one of the worst plays in NFL playoff history. Yeah. Like, the dude showed a lot of class, but even... Yeah, I mean, it, you could so. tell he was tore off about it, though. His eyes were red and puffy. Yeah, you know he was crying. I would yeah. have been, been crying on camera. Oh, for, for sure. Because the, like, there's no way that the Saints don't win that game. That's... There's, yeah. There's no way that the Saints lost the game. Like, it doesn't make any sense after that comeback. And it's just, like, that literally one play where... Like it, it changes, it changes. You changes history. Like it's Minnesota miracle. It was, that's that's your your rookie year, dude. Yeah, that's insane. I think the I've I said the the Vikings are gonna uh, are gonna go to the AFC Championship. And I, I originally said Eagles, but then Carson Wentz got hurt. Yeah. But um, I think I switched over to like kind of the Vikings on that train. So I, I still think the Vikings are gonna win this. Yeah, I thought this like game. I picked the Saints to win the game, and like they should have won that game. Like like I said, there was like something. Especially about the Saints and to come back in Minnesota from 17 down, that was an incredible run. Like, and then that they convert that fourth and ten, right, to Willie Sneed, and they get that field goal with 20 seconds left, and then one second left, you give up that yeah. kind of touchdown. That was insane. Yeah, that was like, insane. That, that is killer. It's just that should have never happened. Like, never does that ever happen. And it's all on Marcus Williams. Like that yeah. play is all on Marcus Williams. Yeah. And it's that that's that's upsetting, uh, knowing that like that kid is getting like death threats on Twitter and all that stuff. But you know, it comes with the territory, I guess. I'm not saying it's right, but you know how fans are. Uh, you kind of kind of take that. And he's handled it with class so far. So, right. but that I mean that 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 Saints comeback was that was really incredible. And like just the end of that game, all those lead changes. 
Yeah, that was awesome. Drew Brees is the man. Yeah. Oh, God. He's not going to be there next year. No, I don't know. He's not going to be there next year. I don't think he will. I think they keep Kamara and Ingram, and I think they get rid of Drew Brees. No, Ingram's probably... probably I mean, they obviously are keeping Kamara. He's on a rookie deal, so there's no way they can let him go. But uh, the... Like the... Did you see what... Like the people with the Apple Watches uh-uh. in the game, I was like, like the last, like the last few minutes, where like there's all those lead changes, and that obviously that last play was crazy. That everyone like in the same who had like Apple Watches on or like watching it, like it thought they were having a heart attack. <laughs> it said like your your heart rate has jumped to over 120 after a period of inactivity the past 10 minutes, and they thought, they thought people were having a heart attack. That's hilarious. That's crazy. That makes sense though, because I mean, first of all, Vikings fans are insane. Uh, I'm assuming that's who was there since it was a home game. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, I could, I could, I could see that because I felt like I was gonna, you know, pass out before on a football at a football game. And, bro, I'm not even like I wasn't even there, and I was like, I was losing <laughs> it, bro. That, that I know, game, bro. That was insane. And then Stephon Diggs had the greatest celebration of all time. What, just the armful? Yeah, he just throws his helmet off to the side and just stands in front of the crowd and then stands on the bench later and then and the, crosses his arms in front of the camera. And then and the most like, humiliating thing of all time is they made the, the New Orleans players come out for the and PAT. And then Keith Keenum had the skull clap going yeah. in their face. They made they made them come out for a PAT. Hey, is the rumor true that Sean Payton was doing the skull clap? Uh, before they won, he was like mocking them. Probably uh, he he's, he does that. He did the choke <laughs> signal to Devontae Freeman in the other game. Like Sean Payne's a clown. He is a clown, man. But I mean, shout out to the dudes who came out to finish that game. Like I know Cam Jordan came out there. He's like a captain. Yeah. Like I would. I'm not coming out there. <laughs> no, no. The no, punter no. came out there with his broken ribs to run yeah. that last play. And yeah, I, was I like, saw that. Like, I, there's no way I'm going out there. Yeah. And yeah. then they do that clapping from your face. Like I'm. That's no horrible, man. In the playoffs too. That's insane. Like that's the dumbest rule. Like you don't need to. <laughs> that is a stupid rule. Why is that a rule? Like even if they if they block the point after and return, it it, you're not gonna win. Right. Like, you still you still lose. Like, There's zero chance. The, it's so dumb. Just let them celebrate already. You have to yeah, clear what, everyone can off we, the field. Like why is that a thing? I don't know. I think maybe they have to implement that just because if someone was up by let's say one. Or whatever yeah, they like. Oh, you case you by have case to, yeah, yeah. You should like, do it case someone, by case because there's like it's the playoffs first of all, and Minnesota <laughs> had like their first home playoff win in a while. And it's just like you know it's gonna go crazy. Yeah, that was so dumb, and it was like a good 15 minutes. Yeah, they afterwards. were already on the field celebrating and everything, and <laughs> they were doing interviews on the field. And they, like, and they <laughs> made them come back out. That is so <laughs> humiliating. I would have been really upset, but. Um, the Saints aren't going anywhere. They have a really young defense, and that was, and they have re, like a solid group of running backs. I'm not worried about them dropping off at all. If they, the only thing that worries me is if Drew Brees. But they'll they'll, they'll find a way to, to get it done. I don't see why he would leave. Like, why would you leave the city you love, the city where you're the dude at, with the coach that you love the most? I just don't think they're gonna pay him. I don't think they're gonna pay he'll him. He'll take a pay cut. You think? Yeah, especially if Sean Payton stays, he'll take a pay cut. It, that might that might happen, but if they if he's not willing to take a pay cut, he's gone because they're not going to pay him at the age he is. They, they might, they might. I don't think they have that many free agents anyway. You know what I mean? Right, they might. You, you never know. They might pay him uh, what he wants, but and they know they know there's no quarterback available in the free market better than Jimmy. Right. So it's like, why exactly. would you risk that? Exactly. So, what else was there this weekend? So two other games. I know. What is, which which one do you want to talk about? Uh, I don't know. We're gonna do the, the New England game, which the New England game. I mean, 
what was it? It was uh, it was close for about six minutes. Right. It was. I called this game. I said it was going to be a blowout, but I also said that the uh, Eagles were going to get blown out too. And both Saturday games were going to be blowouts. But I was half right, and the Titans got absolutely embarrassed. This was a classic case of you're outmatched. Like this. Did you, did you for half a second think the Titans had a chance when they when they stopped Patriots on the first possession and then scored on their first possession? No. You, for not I even really like did half a second. Well, 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 this is what happened. I saw that and I was like, "Wow, like they're they're moving the ball. That's that's interesting." And then they came back. Tom Brady came back. I think the very next drive and scored. Yeah, but they still did get a three and out on the pitch. Right, but it was just so easy. Tony Romo believed a little bit. Yeah. You could hear. You could, Tony Romo was like, oh. <laughs> Tony, "Tony Romo was feeling it. You know, he wanted the Patriots to lose so bad." Oh yeah. And so after like they drove down with like such ease, like the yeah, Patriots. Like the Patriots scored. And then they, they scored, uh, again. scored again. Yeah. And they scored again. How many consecutive drives? Again. I don't know. But I know they scored two know. consecutive drives. I, I think, think they, it was I think two. they only punted twice in that game. True. Like that. that really is good. insane. So I, I said it after that first Patriots touchdown. It was seven to seven. I was watching it with uh, I was watching it with Brittany, and and I said, "Wow, this game is over." Mm-hmm. I said, and she was like, "It's seven to seven. I said, "This game is over. It is completely over." There's they just showed there's no absolutely no way that they can stop Tom Brady right now. Yeah, the, he he picked that defense apart. Like, yeah, it, it was insane. It was, he, I would like to know the running stats for that game. I don't think that anyone did because I didn't. I think on I both think, sides I think of the ball. Do, uh, no, Derrick Henry had twelve carries for twenty eight yards. He didn't Ooh. do anything. He did not do anything. Did, like I'm telling people, the Patriots defense is for real, mm. and their passers. They had eight sacks on Marcus Mariota. They had eight sacks, mm. and I don't know how many quarterback hits they had, but they had, when you get eight sacks on a like uh, mobile quarterback, that yeah, is they insane. Were killing him. And people are when that's a good about, line too. It is the, the Jaguars couldn't do anything against the uh-huh. Titans line. How many how many sacks did the Jags get against the Titans? Like two, two maybe I think all two year. Is, uh, this last game, like, they didn't have any. I don't think in the first. Yeah, I'm game. saying two all year in two games, and the Patriots get eight. The passers is for real, dude. Like the and it's it's not like like people always want to talk about the yards they give up, but they give up meaningless yards. You know what I mean? It's not like yards that lead to to points, obviously, because they have they're number one in points per game. Right, and it's just like. Like, when are people going to take the Patriots' defense seriously? Like, Matt Patricia is a genius playing with those players. Like, people getting sacks you've never even heard of, like Ricky Jean, Francois, Marquise Flowers. Like, no one knows these players. Right. And he has That's because no one knows balling. any of the Patriots' defense. I mean, like, you can name, like, two, three players, but no one knows the Patriots' yeah, defense. Yeah, they don't, like, go out and get, like, big free – like, the biggest free agent they got this year – they splash money on stuff on Gilmore, and he's their worst player on defense. You yeah, know what he, I mean? so it's like yeah, he's not good. It's like they don't make these big splash moves in the draft either. So it's the, just pa- the way they prepare. The Patriots only ran for 101 yards total. With that's over five different runners, including Brian Hoyer and Tom yeah, Brady. If the, if the Patriots get 100 rushing yards, you're done. Yeah, There's no way. That you're so Deion, play. yeah, Deion Lewis led the team with 62. Right. So and Derek Henry had 28 yards, right? Right. That's some insane. something some in the 20s. Yeah, 28. So he averaged two point three. Marcus Mariota had thirty seven. He and, led the league or team with rushing. The big thing here with the Patriots though is they played like I think what was the number it was like seventy three plays and no huddle. They played seventy three plays and no huddle. Yeah, that that's concerning. Yeah, and like Amendola like Brady was just picking people Amendola had eleven catches. Like he was just picking people apart too. Yeah. Like the the Patriots are scary and that defense like obviously the Patriots offense is scary, but the defense is for real, dude. Like, yeah. I, I agree, and that there this this game just proved that the Patriots do what they do in the playoffs. They're and always the most well prepared team. Yeah, they they. I mean, especially when the Titans they had momentum on their side. It wasn't like they had not any, they didn't have anything going for them. They just yeah. came back on a Kansas City team that was it's a good team right. and 
um, came back from what eighteen points, I think, or something. I can't remember. Yeah, it was. I think it was nineteen three or something like eighteen three. Right. right. Like, Either way, they had this monumental comeback. Right. They have all the momentum. They're going into like an away stadium. They have like a chip on their shoulder, something to prove, and they could not get anything yeah, they going. Shut out the Chiefs for half football. And they right. Could not could not stop the Patriots whatsoever. Right. Oh yeah, and let's talk about like Dick LeBeau. We, we we gave him all the credit in the world last week. We have to not give him any credit this week. Well, the thing with Dick LeBeau is that he was the Steelers DC, and if anyone knows how to beat the Steelers defense, <laughs> it's the Patriots. Yeah. So true. <laughs> true. So he, but he didn't he didn't adjust at all. It was like, it, like it was funny. Kevin Byard, who who was a great cornerback this year, by the way, he led the he tied with league. Legally interceptions, mm-hmm. um, but he said he said they wanted to make Brady look like Bortles. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> hey, did you see? Uh, who was that? Who was that? Was that is that a Titan safety? The all yeah, Kevin Byard. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not who I'm thinking of. The mm, the guy Malik Jackson called out. Huh? That's Jarrell Casey. That's Jarrell Casey. Tackle. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so. yeah, we'll yeah, yeah, talk yeah. about that when yeah. we get to that game. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they everybody rips on Bortles, man. I'll, I'll talk about that later. And actually, I think we're gonna post a. Vi- I think we should post a video on on that too, because I. We I can post a, a video about all the aftermath of Jack Smack Talk. There's yeah. A lot. Yeah, There's we a should. Lot. I got a whole page. <laughs> and then and then uh, when Jalen Ramsey got back to the bank, <laughs> what he was oh saying, my that was God. insane. That was insane. And he said, "We're gonna win it, man." <laughs> yeah. And on Twitter, he apologized. Like, I apologize for like I just be talking sometimes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he's the, ridiculous. But like this game with the Patriots. It, you you can't you cannot let the Patriots score forty two points. No, because no, 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 there's no. just like we, we kind of you're never gonna outscore. You're not gonna get in a shootout with the Patriots. No, win. because like I'm telling you, the defense the defense is good, dude. Like it's like I I don't know I don't know what else to say about the defense. They they're just it's like it's just like how the offense is always well prepared. The defense is just they the game plans they have for teams. They just eliminate your best player. Like Derrick Henry was a non-factor in this game, complete non-factor. And when you get eight sacks on a mobile quarterback, then you really have no chance. It's just I, I don't know. know. I don't know, dude. What's their? I don't. Know. I would like to see like who they played. Like what? What type of? Like because they've had they've had it pretty easy. I mean, so like re, in recent like playoff memory, and especially in like this season, late in the season, besides the Steelers, they've had it like pretty pretty cush job on the defensive side of the ball. No offense has been like super threatening. So I mean you you look at the Jags and how many elite quarterbacks did they play? You know what I mean? It's just like you can you yeah. can make cases for that You're right. Way, but it's just like it's when you play a team you should beat and you go out there and beat them thoroughly, that's gotta be an that's the most you can do, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like I don't know. So uh but so we can get on to that Jacksonville and um, yeah, bro. I thought the Jaguars were about to blow a twenty-one to zero lead. I thought they were too. I thought they were gonna blow a twenty-one to zero lead. Yeah, I really, really thought that, and that was. I was like, I was. That's exactly what I was thinking about when they started to come back. I was like, the Jags are gonna be the new meme. Yeah, like they're gonna be. <laughs> they're gonna be a new meme for like the next like three years. Exactly. So because no one ever forgets, it's no. already been a year, and no one forgets about the or the Falcons. No one's ever no, gonna forget about no the Falcons, way, dude. People yeah, still wear those shirts. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. So this game. It started off beautifully for Jacksonville, and if it more importantly, it started off beautiful for Blake Bortles. If he is to help us win, he has got to get out to a hot, hot start. You can't put pressure on him late in the game. He's got to be playing when he plays with a lead. I think Bortles is good with a lead. He he's very comfortable. He's very relaxed. He doesn't I, overthink. I, I, I would yeah. I've seen Nathaniel Hackett win this game 
because the play calling was amazing. It was like, throughout the whole game. The play count, the play calling was like spot on. It was. You know what I mean, and I was skeptical. I, I had heard and I, the, like the big thing with was this week was no sacks, no turnovers. Yeah, no sacks, no turnovers. Exactly, and one of those could have been critical. Yeah. at any point in the game, so. I was skeptical. People were telling me about how the Jags had kind of not shown all their cards, like in the Buffalo game, and or maybe like specifically Nathaniel Hackett that mm-hmm. uh, was kind of dumbing down the the offense in order because they knew that they could beat Buffalo without like a full yeah. offense, and they wanted to save it for Pittsburgh. I was not sold on that, but after seeing what he did this game, I, I am. I think that's exactly what he did, and I think that's that's incredibly risky but incredibly smart at the same time. Uh, he. He, yeah, I mean, that shows even how much how much faith they have in the defense, even on the offensive side of the ball. You know? Oh yeah, <laughs> like, and I like the fact that we have like our coaching shows faith in our defense. Like we go for it on fourth down a lot. Yeah, like if it's a fourth and short call, like we know that, especially like near the one. Yeah, we're going for that like every time because mm-hmm. you put our defense in that situation with their like on, they're on the one. Like there's a chance we get a safety. There's a chance we get a turnover in that territory. Yeah. So, um. I, I like how they kind of put the conf- confidence in the defense. And like they we said last week, you know, the defense wants that. They want the ball in their court. They want they want the game to ride on them. Right. So. Listen, I don't I don't think Blake Bortles had a good game. I think Blake I think, Bortles, I think Blake, no, I don't think he had a good game. I think he was clutch. I think, I think, yeah. I think he, I don't think on first and second down, he was good. But on third downs, he was, he was converting them. He was making throws he needed to. In the fourth quarter, he was good. But you look at his stats overall, like 53% completion. Yeah, it's not it, good. Like it wasn't great. He only had three passes that went more than 10 yards. Mm-hmm. But like, one came in a critical yeah, time. Yeah, so I'm saying he was clutch. Yeah, he was, he was clutch. On third down in the fourth quarter, like when he, when it needed to go down, he made it happen. But I, I don't think it was a good game from Blake Bortles. I just think he, he stepped up in the biggest moments, which is, Maybe the most you can ask for at this point in yeah. the worlds, because there's not going to be consistency. You know what I mean? Like right. 53% completion rate, that's that's tough, dude. Yeah, that's tough. And some of them were bad throws, but but his third down, yeah, co- third down conversion awesome. in fourth quarter, like he he like he iced the game in fourth quarter. He like did that, that drive to get that field goal was was amazing. Yeah, he really it's, did. It's and, and I think it, a lot of that too. Like like I talked about before, with Nathaniel Hackett. Like I think he was calling the right mm-hmm. plays at the right times. I was gonna say that. Like especially that touchdown. Especially that touchdown to Tom on the play action. Yeah, that's to what just about to say that. That is an, that's a perfect play call for oh, that yeah. defense that was being way too aggressive. And that like, only opens up. We need to talk about Fournette too because that only opens up if Fournette gets going because they really had to sell out yeah. on on the run because you saw all every single DB and linebacker yeah. bite like bite yeah. on that and no one's covering every, Tommy. No. Tommy, Tommy Bahama, Bahama. no, yeah. no but it, it was like the, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what's going on at Leonard Fournette, like it's so, I think it's like Blake Bortles inconsistency rubbing off on him, yeah, here. I don't but know, but it's like in like the first quarter, it he, was like, it was like the first half, he was, yeah. he wasn't sliding, he wasn't like sliding through holes, he was hitting yeah. those gaps, you know yeah. what I mean, and I, I don't know, dude, it, he, it has, there has been a change, you, you know, you see in the first, I don't know, I would say seven games of a season first six games of the season he looks like possible rookie of the year like i mean this dude you know, is like when primetime like deon sanders primetime called him and like he, he called him out on that he was like he was like you you were looking like you were tiptoe on the past few games i don't know what's going on with you he's like you look like a different man today <laughs> good i'm glad yeah. i'm glad deon did call him out on it because he needs to be yeah. i think also i think what this game showed me about leonard fournette is that a lot of it was he was in, he was hurt. I think when you get into the playoffs, 
I think he, I think before he was worried. He was worried that he was yeah. going to tweak that ankle and again. You saw it kind of the second half too. Like he didn't make those kind of cuts because he got hurt. Line. Yeah, with the ankle. That's what I'm saying. He didn't kind of make those kind of cuts. And but I mean, you can afford to go balls out in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? You can afford to risk that ankle getting injured. That's in my opinion. Like I think he's like, man, this is the play- like this is divisional round. Like yeah. if I don't give him my it, all, yeah, it definitely depends on ankle injury because that can take you all all out of training camp and that yeah. just slows you down for the beginning of the week. You saw Le'Veon Bell, but it's like the I don't I don't know, dude. Like if 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 the run game, like it, we kind of just said it depends on. I don't know what, like it, I don't know what. Um, Affects which if it's like Blake Bortles play affects the run game or the run game affects Blake Bortles play you know what I mean yeah it, it's really weird like that <clears throat> but I will like if Nathaniel Hackett calls the game like that again then I mean then they have a, they have a really great chance of beating the Patriots yeah I think I thought the Everton game plan was great I think they do and I still stand behind my claim that I would rather face the Patriots than the Titans right. I just it, would and it's not like it's not like the the Steelers off the Steelers offense played great it was the Steelers defense and Mike Tomlin that last in the game like the Steelers offense oh yeah was, Big Big Ben had like. 400 yards, five touchdowns, yeah. and Antonio Brown, which I don't know, I don't know why they kept AJ Boy on Antonio Brown. Like AJ Boy is great. He he's covered amazing. it, blanketed. Yeah, him. I'm saying his coverage is amazing, but you got to go Jalen Ramsey that because he's yeah. just more physical. But yeah. Jalen Ramsey is the physical dude. He's he's gonna he's, he's longer. Gonna make, he, he yeah, can, he's gonna make those catches really comfortable. Like yeah, as good as as good as the coverage is, like if the ball touches Antonio Brown's hands, he's gonna catch yeah. It, well, I mean, we so, we saw that it was his receive Big Ben's receivers and Le'Veon Bell helped him out an insane amount that game. Yeah. So like they were, he was throwing it he was throwing good balls but he was also throwing balls to people who were covered because he yeah. had to he had to yeah and and his receivers really came down on the opposite end of that I think Blake Bortles a lot of his stats are misleading because his receivers once again did not help him out like like I mean they did in certain situations but there were a couple drops uh, for first downs that I mean he, wide receivers only had six catches total yeah so it's like most of, most of his uh, catchers were going to like running backs and right. ends, you know what I mean so which is fine do yeah. that <clears throat> but I like I don't know if you're going to be able to like dink and dunk your way to uh, a win like in the FC Championship game or the Super the Bowl the Patriots do it that's because their offense is next level though like they've perfected dink and dunk you know what I mean yeah but uh, the the defense it's the big plays that concern me it's like they their defense is obviously amazing but when you see when you see them give them much point, it's like chunk plays. Yeah, like they give up chunk plays, and I was like the best person on the defense uh, was Telvin Smith. Oh yeah, I, he I had like sixteen tackles. Sixteen tackles. I didn't see him miss a tackle. He had well, fourteen tackles. solo or something like that. Yeah, fourteen solo, sixteen tackles total. I didn't see him miss a tackle, and then obviously the uh, scoop and score. Oh, that was amazing. That yeah, that was. And then <laughs> when they asked him. Like the Jaguars interviews are always the best. They are the best. But like when they asked him, like you were you were in coverage, how do you see that ball come? How do you see that ball come out? Scoop it up. He's like, eyes ah, everywhere, eyes ah, everywhere. Because <laughs> you know he before the last game he had like ten toes down. Like he always yeah. has some crazy stuff. He's yeah, eyes ah, everywhere, baby. And I was like, <laughs> he's an intense man. Yeah, you know who else is super intense? The more Florida State players have in defense, the better you'll be. That's maybe, <laughs> maybe the uh, the other guy who is super intense like that is unique. Yeah, see how scary he is Jackson, when he did that yeah. little uh, smile he did. <laughs> yeah. the, the dude is crazy, <laughs> terrifying. But the I don't know. We we'll, we'll talk about we can talk about uh, like specifics of that game next in the next show when we yeah. like um, talk about the preview. Yeah, preview for the Patriots because there's a there's like a few concerning things on the like even though Jaguars scored 45 points, there's like a few concerning things we can talk about that. Yeah, but and that, I, I think we I think we we should. 
uh, this is us spitballing on the podcast right now. I think we should uh, post a video of yeah. that preview too. If you definitely do a video on Mike Tomlin because Mike Tomlin, yeah, uh, he, you can't fire Mike Tomlin. You and not especially not after Marvin Lewis got an extension, right? Because it's not only doesn't get him to the playoffs, like. Mike Tomlin wins playoff games, but there's something definitely wrong there. There is something wrong. It's it's not just like the the play calling, the time management. Like those two fourth and ones were awful. The clock manager was awful. There's other things that Mike Tomlin is yeah is guilty of. So and one of them is getting is putting your team, your whole team's eye off the eye off this game. Like two weeks ago, before Le'Veon Bell and before Mike Mitchell talked about playing the Patriots, two weeks ago, uh, Mike Tomlin was talking about the Patriots. When your head coach is dismissing the next team you play in the playoffs, that is right. a problem. Right. Like, that is a problem. Dude. That is that is a problem. You have to have more awareness than that, especially like in the media or even like with your team in general. Yeah, because everyone talked about like what Mike Mitchell's talking about and Le'Veon Bell, like what he tweeted like the day before the game. Yeah, which was I mean? so dumb. So dumb. But it's like when your coach is saying that weeks a week before the game, that's that's ridiculous. And he, you know, I'm not gonna say something like that makes a difference in a game, but it, it cannot de- help. No, it like, de- especially in know, a close game, like that cannot help. Because you you know, like with that attitude, they were expected to just beat up on the Jags, and, and it, it showed. They they were like, especially any team you start off to like 21 to zero, like you know you were being way complacent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because after that, the game got competitive. And on the flip side of the ball, you're motivating a team, a defense you really do not want to motivate exactly. anymore. The whole team, like the, you know, this is like a bunch of young, emotional dudes. Yeah. Who obviously, who obviously talk a lot. That's what they thrive on. And you just give them more material. Right. For like their little bulletin board. Right. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. That, like, that was not a good. That. that was not a good move. Also, to, I want to talk about the fourth down calls uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Terrible. So Awful. it was fourth and one a couple of times, and they decided yeah. to run a, a sweep one time, which Jalen Ramsey uh, decided he was going to sniff you out. Run out. You try to run outside yeah. for one yard on an insanely fast defense? Yeah. Dumb. So that doesn't make any sense to me either. And your, your sweep hasn't been working all game. No. But so that happened, and then they ran a, a pass play to Juju Smith. Yeah, but it was and he was blanketed and it was going to be a tough catch. You could have yeah. caught it, but against I mean, the best secondary right. in the league. Like, and, and granted, they and did. Big Ben is eighteen for nineteen on quarterback sneaks. Yeah, eighteen for nineteen. He's <laughs> six. He's like six five. Yeah, three hundred something pounds. He's got three hundred pounds. But dude, <laughs> you literally all you literally all have to do is fall forward when right. you're a quarterback that big. Literally, all you do is fall forward. <laughs> Definitely. It's and, insane. But but I do have to say that they they did score on like two fourth downs, I think. Like they had some pass plays, like the one to Le'Veon Bell on the sideline was yeah. on fourth down. Like, the one to Antonio like, Brown was like Malik Jackson. He, he kind of talked about afterwards with the how he scored forty points. And he's like a lot of that was prevent defense. You know what I mean? A lot yeah. of that was prevent defense. But again, it was like big chunk plays that they were scoring. Yeah. Like I don't think even those passes came within twenty yards. Like I don't think they were the red zone. Like they were all like kind right. of thirty yard passes. They were. Yeah. They were all big plays. I don't think they scored on anything like a one yard. They didn't score on anything inside the ten. I don't no, think. I don't, no. <clears throat> so, but. Big Ben also he has this habit, this horrible, horrible habit that I w- I'm calling him out on because this is the second time he's done this in like a crucial game. Sexual assault? Yes. <laughs> no, no. Um, he. So after the game, they asked him they're they're about the fourth down QB sneak, and he was like, "Well, you know, we didn't call it like we've, we 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 never call no. that play. We haven't called it in forever." And yeah, blah, same blah, thing blah. with that last the last and then the Patriots game where he doesn't want to make a exactly take credit for yeah exactly he just he just didn't take credit for it and look I don't care like if Listen, you, the ball's coming in your hands you right, can just fall right, forward right you don't don't put all that on like I get it's easy to do and it might the no, coaches that's, like, that's cowardly man. it is it is cowardly that's exactly what I'm getting at and 
the the coaches might have made the wrong call, whatever. Right. But you are a Hall of Fame quarterback, man. Super Bowl, Super Bowl winning quarterback. Super Bowl winning quarterback. Like the ball is coming to you, like you said, every play, mm-hmm. and you can't make the decision if you really think it's that bad of a decision. You can't. Right. Like that doesn't make sense, man. Maybe, like if you maybe you you go by the play of the call the first time, but the second time, right? And then you it's even it's even a worse call the right. second time. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and then and then I would I wouldn't have a problem if he said if he took some of the blame if he said you know we just saw something yeah, in the he defense could have said, like, we didn't execute right. No, he was like I didn't call it right like, exactly Come on, dude. yeah and that's that's what he does and that's that's really 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 frustrating to watch but this dude never take any credit for or any of the heat for anything that happens. And the, the Patriots game was way worse than that too. I mean, he made a horrible decision. Yeah. Uh, with <laughs> with the fake spike. I don't know what that was. Yeah. But uh, so like I wanted to read a couple couple of reactions that that love me on Bell tweet when it was, it was like the game before he tweeted like, um, I like, back- like I love round twos. But yeah. Back to back round twos. Yeah. And then, <laughs> uh, Barry Barry Church, he was like. After the game, when they when they ran out, he was like, "Don't come out, don't come at us with that disrespect." He's like, "They got a few yards and we were in prevent, but that didn't have didn't have anything for us." I'm glad we sent them home. <laughs> and then like Jalen Ramsey was like, "I was wondering why they're so confident because we stomped their butts last time." He didn't yeah. say butt. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. We stomped their butts last time. We're gonna do the same thing this time. Uh, I said, "I can't tell you why they're so confident, but that went out the door real quick." <laughs> yeah, they like, they were really trash. <laughs> and then and it was like Malik Jackson when he was talking, and that's when. Oh, Clay's oh, camp came, came, came up and that that amazing it's like a gift now. Oh like, yeah, he like, was like <laughs> he like made like a sour he face. He sounds like a wrestling promo or something. I know his talking. voice is so deep, but he, he was yeah. like he was like we're bullies. Like we smacked him in the mouth, and then he he was telling them because they like because obviously they were like we're preparing for the jack. He's like give us your game tape that you were watching for the Patriots this week and we'll be better. It's like because you're not gonna need it. Yeah. He's like he's like he's like, he like, he like you can watch it while they sit on the couch this weekend playing them in the imaginary land. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, he said, uh, um, "What God? I just forgot his name again." The the Drew Casey. Yeah, when he was talking about how when he was talking to Swag Blake Bortles. Yeah. Oh, he was. Well, Clay like, Campbell was asking like, about Blake Bortles. Yeah, Blake Jackson's like, he's a dog. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's a dog. Uh, you can, like, you can, and you can wonder about that. Like when you're on, when you're sitting at home this week yeah. while we're playing, but, yeah. <laughs> it was something like super intense. Yeah, the, the Jags locker room is literally like the WWE back it room. It's it insane, is. Bro. And but, but uh, that 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 meme it's gonna be a meme now. Like Clay <laughs> Campbell's face is amazing. Dude. It's amazing. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, so we have with a team that was eliminated, specifically with Tennessee Titans, we have a major coaching change. <laughs> what, my, the, what the heck was that? Yeah, I don't know. Like, so <laughs> so what do you think? Like they were like immediately after the game, they're like, yeah, we're gonna extend Mike Malarkey, and they were talking about giving him extension. If Listen, and then and then and then he got fired, and they were, it was because they said they had differing views on the future of the team. Right. Like if you are Mike Malarkey, <laughs> and and any team is offering you a job or like an extension, right? Like I don't care what their vision of the team is, that's now your vision. And then like, you take that job because you are trash, Mike Malarkey. You you are not good. You got lucky. Yeah, you got the, really lucky. Looking to the playoffs, and when you played like like a legitimate. Like Super Bowl contender, you got smacked around. Yeah, and it's not, and you were you were gonna get fired if you didn't make the playoffs. So I don't know. I don't. First of all, I don't know why they were talking about extending him because of one playoff win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which which was a good win, but I don't know how much he had to do with it. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's just like, but to but to be in contract extensions and then to then to <laughs> then to get fired after those talks, like right. Come on, dude. Like, what could you have said in that boardroom? This, see, that's that's what I'm wondering. Like, that doesn't seem 
that doesn't seem like that's a real thing. I don't they, know. They, they were like, you got different views. On yeah, like what the, what happened? The like the he went in there. They were like, yeah, we're gonna extend it. Hey, Milwaukee. So you know, moving forward, like we can already start looking at next season. Like, what do you got? What do you have planned? And he was just like, he was like, what, uh, we're gonna do the same thing. Yeah. Like, what was he or, or did he say like, uh, I plan on cutting Derrick Henry uh, <laughs> and Marcus Mariota. We're gonna kind of rebuild. Like that's <laughs> what. What did he say? Like, there's I don't know. there's only a few things that could get you to be like, all right, well. This guy isn't the guy for the next few years. Let's let's not do this. <laughs> I don't know. He must have botched that like it, horribly. I mean, I don't know. You got to take whatever they're giving you, Michael. Because <laughs> you you're not good. They might hire you. Jeff are Fisher. not good. No, I don't know. There's been talk like Josh McDaniels like the was like the favorite for the Colts job, and but now that job opened yeah. up, yeah, because he would love to work with Max Mariota. No one knows if Angel Luck's going to be back. Right. But if you get like. You know, a quarterback with a lot of potential, then that's something there. But yeah, and Josh McDaniels works. I mean, he is a really good quarterback. Yeah, he he really is. And then um, Shermer. Yeah, Shermer's lead for the uh, Giants job now, which which is one of the two dudes I said. Obviously, I wouldn't have Matt Patricia more like, uh, but Pat Shermer uh, will be a great head coach. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, he he would be. He clearly yeah. would be because I mean, he, you've seen what he's done this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, he he fits the Giants better. It's a safer pick. I just wish they would kind of go outside. Go outside of their comfort zone and get like a, a big outspoken dude who who's gonna fire the locker room. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's that's exactly what you're like. I think one of the sure. biggest knocks was that he wore that Goodell shirt. You know what I mean? He's coming off the plane, like, <laughs> yeah, wore like, Goodell clown. Shirt with, like clown makeup on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which the, the Mars aren't about that, right? But um, and then what, see what Ben McAdoo is interviewing. Uh-uh. He's interviewing for the Browns OC job. Oh no way! Which is which is. That's the perfect way to end the Ben McAdoo saga. You go on to become the Browns offensive no head coach. You go from New York, from <clears throat> New York, the head coach of New York. Like, like, new, that's New York. Right. Dude. And then you go to the Browns offensive coordinator job. Wow. I cannot <laughs> believe that. I wish he gets that job because I just. If he gets that job, <laughs> the Browns are going to be in like disarray oh, for another however long that contract is, uh, man. They do have two really high picks again, but it's like. Do you think Ben, ben McAdoo, McAdoo is going to be able to scheme with the talent on the Browns? Like, I get... Listen, the, the Browns have a lot of talent. Not on offense. The Browns have a lot of talent. That's what I'm talking about on offense. Like, if you couldn't do it with Odell Beckham and Eli Manning and oh. Sterling Shepard and... Yeah, we scored 19 points a game last last year. And yeah, Evan Ingram. Like, listen to that offense. Like, that, that's a lot of talent on that offense. And Darkwa is good, too. But... Now you're. What, what right. do they see? What are the like, Browns I doing? Like, I don't. I don't care about the scheme. I just love the story of Ben McAdoo being awful, getting fired before the season ends, and then going to the Browns. What are That's the Browns what you doing? deserve. That is what you deserve, dude. I love that. That doesn't make sense to me. Like the I Browns, that doesn't that. make sense. <laughs> that's that's like the best news I've heard, I've heard in a long time. Is Ben McAdoo going to the Browns? I think there's a thing in the NFL. Also, where just because you have a head coaching job, like people will hire you. Like you could be the worst head yeah. coach ever. Like we're clearly seeing like, that with Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo's only good year as an OC was like uh, OBJ's like OBJ's first year, which is rookie year. Right. And then the second and third years, like he saw what he did. Like he didn't do anything, and he definitely couldn't do anything with OBJ out. And it's just like your one year was when you had one of the best wide receivers coming into the league. Like right, you know how to go. I'm like that's. No, like yeah, you we're not you gotta good. do something. You gotta do something else there, uh, Cleveland. That's that's <laughs> horrible. Hugh Jackson and Ben McAdoo, but uh, and then I mean the, Hugh Jackson, I don't think is terrible, but no, it's like just just those names. Yeah, yeah. To them, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's they like, do. That's that's Cleveland right there. That is man. That I feel bad for Cleveland, but the, I really feel bad. The for Cleveland. the Bills hired Brian Dayball, Alabama's OC, 
Oh, they for did? Their OC, yeah, for their OC position. I wonder how that's going to go. I mean, he did... Uh, I can't I can't remember who the last... It was Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin was the last Alabama OC. Yeah. And obviously, we know we knew he was offense genius before that, though. You know what I mean? Was it Lane Kiffin? Yeah, Lane Kiffin. I okay. Think, and then... Uh, Obviously, like we know he's an offensive coach. That's what he does. He puts up points. Uh, Brian Dayball, I don't know if Alabama's offense was that explosive this year. I didn't see anything from them that, I mean, scared me. So, I guess... I mean, he did go to the national championship with yeah. a quarterback that is subpar, in my opinion. Right. But I think I, th- I think that is a lot of when you're under the saving tree, you get a lot more opportunities than, than guys who might have a little bigger resume than you. Like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, I yeah. feel like... You, like he has no NFL coaching experience and like no, um, I was I think that was his first year as the offense. Yeah, it was his first year. I mean, look at he was the offensive assistant. Look at Kirby Smart and Jim McElwain and like those guys who I mean they were good, but they're under Alabama, so they get giant gigs. Yeah, like like you could have I think having a, a credit like under Nick Saban or Bill Belichick might even be have more weight than like one year as a head coach. You know what I mean? Like probably it's it's pretty insane. Yeah, I can I can definitely uh, get behind that like. Matt Patricia, he's never head coached anywhere, right? right. So, and now he's talking about the Giants, yeah. like a, a huge organization, like being the head coach there, right? So, which, which I think he, he's in the lead for the Lions job now, which would be another great fit. It would. Um, it would be a great fit because they keep that, their offensive, yeah, they keep the offensive side exactly. Like, when is Jim Bob Cooter gonna get a chance though? I love Jim Bob Cooter. <laughs> Jim Bob, Jim Bob Plus, Co- I just want Coach Cooter. Like, yeah, I just want, I want Cooter. that to be a thing. Coach Jim Bob Cooter. <laughs> like, yeah, that would be that would be nice. <laughs> coach Cooter. They need it. They just need. They need a running back, and they need a O line, and they need. <laughs> that's about it. The uh, defense is all right. I think yeah, the defense is underrated. They need they need a little more uh, edge rush, yeah, and, and linebacking core. But um, yeah, definitely linebackers too. But they're not they're not bad. The the Lions are not in bad shape. No, I mean they almost they almost made the playoffs. Do you remember how bad the Lions used to be though? The Lions went zero and sixteen yeah. with Calvin Johnson. Yeah. You remember how bad they with used Megatron, to be? Megatron, they went 0 and 16, bro. That's 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 still insane to me. What's uh the guy who came back and like was like coach of the year? He, not I don't know if he actually was coach of the year, but um, Schwartz, Jim Schwartz, yeah, he's the Eagles he DC. At? He's the Eagles, Eagles DC. Yeah, he's he's been in interviews too, which I think he was in the interview for the Giants up too. But I don't think that would have been a great fit. No, I don't think he's that like great. He, of head remember, coach. remember when he was head coach of Lions when like. I forget who it was, but he like slapped the dude's hand away yeah. with a handshake or yeah, something that like was, that. Um, did he slap his hand away? What did he do? I think it was like Tony Dungy or I something. I think he slapped his hand away or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he like slapped his hand away and like pushed around. Oh, and then out. he like ran up to him and was like jawing at him when they were running away. Oh, and, like, and it was like something like the same year. He like grabbed someone's arm and like yeah. just really hard like that. The, yeah. the dude belongs in Philly. But, like, yeah, he definitely belongs in Philly. <laughs> it was just funny. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so that's... The games, or that's that's all the coaching moves, right? Uh, so far, uh, I think there was like another uh, coordinator job. I can't remember. I know the Packers. I think the Packers did get a new OC. I can't remember who it is. And the Bears fired their offensive coordinator, which is a long time coming. Right. Uh, I can't remember. Who that's the, not good for Mitch Trubisky, are. man. No, but what they had wasn't working there either. So right, I mean, but like a new, I, I think know. they needed like a new coach and a new coordinator. I think you've got to stick with. I don't know. I don't know if you need to stick with them, but you definitely want consistency. But when that's hard, but when it wasn't working from the get go, you know what I mean? I don't know. That's super hard for Trubisky to progress though. When 
You know what I'm saying? When it's, yeah, it's but he also has no wide receiver. You know what I mean? And no line really. Like I guess, but that but that that's just adding on to the fact that he is going to be in a new system. Like that's not that's not going to help him at all. Like the him changing offensive coordinators from. I don't think I don't think it'll hurt him. I think I think it will because like the offensive coordinator was not playing to Mitch Trubisky's strengths at all. You know what I mean? Like they it was like the games where like they kind of. Where he was kind of doing his own thing, like running around, like what he did in college, making like extending plays, make it happen. That's when he had those like he had like three or four good games. Like when they were running like the actual offense, like it was abysmal. It was awful. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just don't like the idea of any young, especially young quarterback switching over uh, offensive coordinators like that. It just doesn't it doesn't sit well with me. I don't think that it's gonna. I don't think that it benefits the quarterback at all. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, you look at the Titans. I think that's one of the reasons why they. They they wanted to keep they kind of extend him like or like kept him the whole time yeah because the halves can can have some consistency yeah but I mean that didn't pan out because Marcus Mariota had a decline you know what I mean yeah so. yeah and when it's when it's blatant I guess you know you do have to make a move it's just unfortunately it has to come at a year where this is the quarterback's going he's going into his second year right. so I don't know anyway do you uh so we're gonna get into the preview for. The AFC and NFC Championship. The Jags are in the AFC Championship. That doesn't even sound real. Um, uh, next episode, mm-hmm. uh, we have like 10 minutes left this episode. Is there anything you want to talk about before we... Oh, God, there was something. Oh, the, uh, there was something, something about the... Uh, God, what college project was just... Someone just declared that was pretty big, and someone just said they're going to stay. Uh, bu- 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 bu. It was a running back that said they're going to stay. It was a big name. I can't You're talking about for uh... oh Bryce Love. Bryce Love's going to do a senior year. Oh Bryce Love staying. Yeah. Oh, apparently, year. apparently that's what his dad said. Bryce Love is going to, um, yeah, that, do, do a senior. year. I did not so, see that coming. No, and then I think Roquan Smith officially declared, which he, he should. Roquan Smith is amazing, dude. Yeah, he like, should. He, the only the only thing that might drop a stock there is you don't really know what position he'll play. Right. Because he's kind of like. Defensive end, linebacker, safety, kind right. of like Jabril Peppers type thing. Right. So, uh, I mean, but the, the dude is obviously talented. And, like, I was looking at... Um, How's some, Jabril Peppers been this year, by the way? Side I mean, he's with the Browns. Yeah, yeah but I he mean... He was hurt, but he, he, was, he was pretty solid. Um, they didn't know how to use him either. It was, like, the same thing. They didn't really know what to do. Right. They tried to stick him just at safety. Right. And, like, he's better when he's at the line. Um, but I was looking at more mock drafts, and, like, with the Giants number two, they, they have us take a Josh Rosen... Which I hate, by the way. That's a horrible thing. Just, be- just because he has like the best mechanics of every quarterback, right? What? But my thing is, like, I don't know if Saquon Barkley is available. I don't know why you don't take him. Well, I think Darkwa towards the end of the season looked really good, man. I don't know but if Saquon you think Barkley you got is the him. best player in the draft. Yeah, like, I'm all, I'm all like, I'm like, obviously, there's some blatant needs where teams need to draft need based by like what position they need. But I'm being on best player on the board available. Like, yeah, I like I've, if. Especially a dude who is that, he's he's like a faster Zeke Elliott. You know what I mean? He he's way faster than Zeke Elliott. He has he's the, he has the catching ability, the the power. Yeah, you know, he's gonna play back. Yeah, he he's a faster Zeke Elliott. Like he's everyone doing the drafts. So he's like a once in a, a, a generation talent. And like when you have that on the board, like yeah, you need a quarterback. But there are so many quarterbacks. I feel like we could easily get one in the second round. Yeah, like, I feel like Mason Rudolph or Lamar Jackson will fall in the second round. Yeah, and I'd be fine with either of those guys and having Saquon Barkley. Like, yeah. I don't understand why you don't take the best player available. Yeah. Because I, there's, there is a need at quarterback, but Eli Manning can play another year. If you can get 
like a, a, a running back with that potential I, I don't understand that I, I, I'm always big on best player on the board yeah that's, that's how I like to draft I mean that's not a bad strategy but I think I think a lot of times they look at needs for uh, like financial reasons too like you don't want to end up paying like say if you have a running back that you're already paying a lot of money the Giants I'm not saying this is the case with the Giants but yeah. like let's say you have a running back that you're already paying like you're in a contract with like you're paying a lot of money he hasn't like panned out exactly how you want but he hasn't been bad like they're not going to draft a running back like in the first round um, that's a problem because we we haven't drafted a running back before the third round in about ten years. That's a problem. Yeah. You can see that in our in our running backs. Like we yeah. had, we, I think we had no name at running back. I think you either go quarterback or O line. Like I like I just really think we can get a quarterback in the second round. We can at least trade back a little bit and maybe get another pick in the second round. Have like two picks in the second round. If we get a quarterback later in the first. Yeah. Because. Like Josh, I don't, I don't want Josh Rosen. I think Josh Allen is better than Josh Rosen, and I think he could be. You get him a little bit later in the first round. So yeah, there's 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 plenty of quarterbacks you can get in the second round. Yeah, I just I just don't I just don't want Josh Rosen really. I I don't or Sam Darnold. Yeah, the Browns probably get Sam Darnold, which Go, they they, they, they definitely you, have they definitely have the most like upside of potential. But I don't. Josh Rosen is who's going to be best now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's the most NFL ready like right now. But I think there's quarterbacks with uh, like way higher potential. I don't, I don't. I just don't. I mean, I guess he is the NFL ready, like right. whatever that means. But I think just because it's like his his like his mechanics are completely sound. right. Like he doesn't have anything to work on. He just has to translate. He just has to play that. But he's but. he's like not you know good. Like I don't think he's like a great quarterback. I think he's I think he's decent. I think he was a decent quarterback in college. I think he'll probably be a, you know a below average quarterback in. Mm-hmm. In the NFL, I, I don't see him winning you games for sure in the NFL, and that's what you need if you're the Browns. Right. So, if the Browns were smart, they go after, in my opinion, someone like Mason Rudolph, or right. I wouldn't go Baker Mayfield. Just if I, if I was the Browns, I wouldn't go Baker Mayfield. Yeah, that's. I think I think in the the same draft I looked at, I think the Cardinals took Baker Mayfield. I saw that, which is definitely interesting. It, it depends. It definitely depends on who takes the head coaching job. That would be disgusting. But um. We were talking about running backs, and like the Steelers said, they're going to franchise tag Le'Veon Bell again after he threatened to retire. Yeah, too. which he said, which I mean, you look at last year, Devon, like Devontae Freeman, the performances he put up for the Falcons last year, mm-hmm. they paid him. He's the highest paid player in the NFL. Yeah, and you have Le'Veon Bell, and you don't want to pay this dude who is obviously better than as good as Devontae Freeman is. Le'Veon Bell is obviously better. Like yeah. he's an amazing. He's a game changer. Like when Le'Veon Bell runs, like the Steelers are inc- like insanely better. And especially after you just paid Antonio Brown, you don't want to pay Le'Veon Bell. You want to franchise tag him for a third year in a row. Right. And all that's all that is causing just more chaos in the locker room, which just already has enough chaos. But the, Yeah, and Le'Veon Bell has, it seems like he doesn't care anyway to no, be on that team. Like no. I don't think like, he wants we, to be. Once you threaten to retire if a team does that to you three years in a row, like I get it, dude. Like they don't right. want to commit. They don't want to commit to you. And he plays one of the most bruising uh, positions there is. Like he could get hurt in an instant. You know, what I mean? and for for someone like Le'Veon Bell, though, it doesn't make sense why you wouldn't just take the franchise tag. Like I get it with Kirk Cousins. Like you want stability. Like you're like this like family like dude who, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like no, who, listen, who Le- wants Le'Veon Bell has kids too. Le'Veon Bell has kids, and he's way more likely to get hurt than Kirk Cousins. And it's like he's proved himself more than as much as anybody has in the I'm NFL not saying, to deserve of a long I'm not saying contract. having kids. I mean, I don't think having kids makes you a family man. I think like Le'Veon Bell is like still doing his own thing. He's still like kind of like kicking it. He's like he's a rapper. Like <laughs> I think that he's doing. You know what I'm it. saying, but when you have that job, you still deserve like 
like security you know what i mean like, i guess especially when you're performing at the highest level literally like the like the top running back like three years at least three years in a row and it's just like it's like but you're when, getting when, so much money i know but it's 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 like the principle of like you putting yourself off for this team and they don't want to commit to you past right. a year that just seems disrespectful like yeah to be uh, anything like obviously yeah, he could live off the money he has for the rest of his life you know what i mean already. i mean if he managed it right right but, but it's just like what a team doesn't want to commit to you when you're when you're the best player in your position year <laughs> yeah in, because year there's out. there's no other reason to franchise tag someone other than you don't want to commit to them and that, like that's, that's the that's the yeah. only only reason right. like because you're paying them more money it's not a money thing yeah, that is insane dude you just don't want to give them a long-term contract i don't i don't know why i don't know yeah i don't get it I either don't, i don't know why i would have franchised that <clears throat> i would have franchised tagged antonio brown so would i uh, that's that's a lot more volatile position like you can see a dip in our receiver real quick oh yeah and like the running back is kind of like and you have decline, you know and mean? you have like you never know if Juju Smith what if he emerges like yeah to be, you don't know what Big Ben's gonna do like right. Big Ben could still retire and then who's gonna throw Antonio Brown the ball right like Le'Veon Bell is the most solid choice if you're gonna give somebody a contract it's usually like a running back you know what I mean yeah and especially after that I think that Devontae Freeman contract kind of pissed him off but once once, yeah. you, once you retire once you threaten to retire rather than take a franchise tag and then the team comes out and says they're still gonna do it like that is another yeah. level of disrespect it is and I, that he'll end up. I think I don't think he'll be at Pittsburgh next year either. I don't but, know, dude. But I think there's going to be a lot of stuff for us to talk about in the off season uh, coming up in you know the next few weeks. Yeah. Uh, just ahead, though, like we said, next episode previewing the championship games. Get into you know just some other rambling news around the league. And make sure you guys tune into us and watch our videos and you know. Just keep in touch on YouTube. On YouTube, yes. Get the uh, the gruesome twosome. Yeah, well, you'll see the gruesome twosome live in in living color. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. In living okay. color. So, all right. <laughs> all right, that's all we, we got for Jim today. Care. Yeah, that's my Jim Carrey. All right, peace.